Hey, it's Neville Medora here with the Friday Stupid Email for Friday, May 27th, 2022. And stupid, of course, means swipe, thought, uplifting, picture, interesting, and drawing. So let's get started. Today's swipe is from the famous old school copywriter, Gary Halbert. So he made his first million dollars at the age of 32 with a promotion called the Coat of Arms Letter. And it was this ingenious little promotion. He would send this one page letter to specific last names in the phone book where he would sell a Coat of Arms family crest that you could buy through the mail. And, you know, this was 1971, and that was really the only way to buy at the time. And so he would send this one-page letter, uh, and it was actually signed from his wife. And the product that people received was literally a printed family crest, like on a sheet of paper. But color printing back then was kind of a big deal, so it, it was kind of neat. So he had all these uh, family crests drawn up, and they would copy them and such. So this is an actual example of the front and back of the coat of arms that you would get if you ordered from this letter. And a uh, shout out to uh, Easton Esso, who sent me these pictures of his grandpa's framed coat of arms. He noticed this and he saw me talking about this one day and he was like, hey, uh, is this the thing? And so he actually sent me his grandpa's framed coat of arms letter. So here's the front of it. And on the back, you could see the um, explanation. So their last name was Rogers. And so it has a, a whole uh, genealogy on that last name. Anyways, I thought it was really cool to see the actual product. I've, I've heard a lot about it, but never actually saw the real product. So it's kind of interesting to see. Here is a, a thought. Some types of media take longer per minute to make than others. For example, a movie might take 12 hours, sorry, 12 months to make, but then two hours to show. So that means there's a 4,300 to one ratio per minute of production time versus actual outcome time. Um, for example, a song that you produce might take 100 hours of production and recording, but it might take three minutes to play. So that's 2,000 to one or so. But then something like a podcast might take two hours to record and one hour to display. So let's say it's a one hour podcast. Oftentimes there's about an hour of editing. So that'd be two to one. And then there's stuff like live video where it's like one to one. So it's kind of crazy. Like back in the day, the only thing you could really put out was like a movie or a TV show, which had a tremendous amount of production time to the amount of time it actually took up on screen. Whereas now you can go live with your phone and broadcast to technically the entire world with a exactly one-on-one -on -one ratio of production time versus final production ratio. Kind of crazy. Here's something uh, fun and uplifting. Um, I did a, uh, a weekend thing. I did a Spartan run with some friends and it was a, uh, it was a great time. I'm just mainly really happy I didn't hurt myself. I was honestly very afraid of getting hurt and like derailing my fitness progress and stuff. And uh, the Spartan race was 10K of running with 25 and challenges and obstacles in between. And so we rented a really nice uh, lake house near, it was about an hour and a half outside of Austin. And that was kind of where the race was being held. And I posted some pictures of us goofing off on the lake beforehand, uh, the morning of the race that, you know, we were nice and happy and clean. And then afterwards we're all dirty and gross uh, and muddy and everything, but we had completed the race. So uh, I posted some pictures. It was fun. It was a good time. It was good friends. And we made a full weekend out of it. And uh, it was a fun time. Here's uh, uh, some picture advice. Um, on my iPhone, I always use a few unknown settings to make pictures better. I like photo editing. I've always liked Photoshop and stuff. And the new iPhone has just fantastic photo editing tools where it takes out all the different options that something like Photoshop has, but it just gives you the easy options. And these are the five iOS modifiers to make your pictures look way better. Um, there's a setting called brilliance that people don't know about too much. So usually people, when they want to increase the uh, brightness of a photo, they use the brightness or um, 
or different settings like that that are horrible. So I think that one of the settings that people most often watch uses the exposure because it just makes your picture brighter, but it just washes it out and just looks like a big washed out photo. So if you increase the brilliance, you can actually increase the brightness without increasing the shadows. Then there's another one called shadows that you can increase. And what that does is it increases the blackest parts and the darkest parts of the photo and just increases those. So a lot of times if you increase the exposure, it increases everything, but shadows just takes the darker parts and make them match the brighter parts. Then there's one called vibrance, which just like makes the color pop a little bit more, which I really like. Um, and then there's another one called definition, which makes the pixels just a bit sharper. Most of the time you can increase definition and it makes the picture look better. Sometimes if, the, if it's still really dark, it'll make it look darker but usually I turn it up. And then you can also straighten and crop. A lot of times people, you know, take a random picture, it's all lopsided and weird. You just take two seconds to like kind of straighten and crop it and just makes the pictures look so much better. And so I picture, uh, posted a picture of an example ruined by a lot of backlight. There's snow in the background. And if you just simply increase the exposure, it washes out the picture totally. You can't even, it's unusable. But if you do these five modifiers, the photo becomes really good. So uh, try those out on your own phone. See if you like them. And uh, here's something interesting. So a copywriting course member wanted to build an email list for sneaker deals, kind of like the hustle, but for sneaker deals, like these fancy sneakers are a big business. There's like 6 billion of them sold a year or whatever. And so he wanted to make a, an email list about this, but the progress was really slow. But then what he did was he was always on Reddit and he followed a couple subreddits um, about sneakers. So he started his own subreddit. First month, he got 3000 subscribers to it, 200,000 views and of all the posts, two of them became viral. So he tried a promotion on it, but it failed. It was like some weird affiliate offer thing. He posted it in our forum and everyone was like, nah, this is terrible. Don't do it like this. Uh, so then later we redid it. He did it and he actually did a successful promotion on it, which was awesome. So he actually has already made money off this. Um, and then as of now, the subreddit is about 2.5 months old, maybe a little bit less and has 6,100 members. He's been turning those members into email subs. So currently there's about 140 email subs on there and he's now releasing a paid database of sneakers to sell to the subscribers. So kind of cool to watch his progress, kind of like an unusual path to building an email list and a thing uh, using a subreddit, which, uh, you know, that's that's pretty innovative, kind of cool. So you can actually see his subreddit. It's a uh, reddit slash r slash midsole deals. And if you want to follow his progress, go to copywritingcourse.com slash blog slash 50. And you can actually see a full live updated journal of his progress. And he's updated everything he's done along the way. So if you want to see how to build a subreddit, it might be a good case study, kind of cool. And finally, here's a little drawing. And this is just a cool artifact from the 1990s. And it's a Simpsons drawing guide that the creator of the Simpsons, Matt Groening, created for the animators. And it says Simpsons no nose, and it says pointers for the head, and it shows Lisa Simpson's head, and it shows the correct way and wrong way to do stuff. And so he had pages like these that would guide the writers to create a consistent product that he liked. He had them for all the different uh, characters. We only, for now, have seen the Lisa ones, but hopefully one day, like the Homer ones and stuff are uncovered, and that'd be pretty cool. And this is actually pretty common to have a guide like this in the animation world, because what happens is the main creators will create rough slides of what they want to happen. And then they often send it to South Korea. I don't know why, but South Korea is like the animation, you know, king for some reason. And um, they'll send all these like guides of how to draw something. So the animators don't go off on their own and draw something weird that the, the creator doesn't like. Um, for example, this is Mickey Mouse's hand guides from Walt Disney. And uh, you can actually see all the different hand gestures that Mickey Mouse has. 
Anyways, it's cool to see these behind the scenes guides. And uh, my name is Nel Medora. I hope you have a great Friday. It's May 27th, and I will talk to you later.